The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome into the Fab Show. Sunday night, fabulous fun fest. We do it every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live and uncensored. Michael Govier, at MJ Govier, GOVs Victor, IER on Twitter with Christopher Deary, at C Deary, 1999. Deary is in dearly beloved. Deary, what's going on? It's Sunday night. We're talking chaos. And we're trying to put it all back together for another week. Fab chaos. I'm ready to roll, man. It's a nightmare. <laughs> What's a nightmare? Is Every- there anything fun about baseball right now? <laughs> no, I got murdered in all my leagues this week. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, I look around at all my leagues and things are not going great right now. No. And last week it felt the same way, but I chilled back. I was like, all right, you know, I'm just kind of, you know. <laughs> But now it seems like it's perpetuating itself a week later, and I'm starting to get concerned. It's been a frustrating week for sure. You know, I if you have Giancarlo Stanton, you're having a great week. He's on a tear right now. He's crushing the ball harder than anybody else in Major League Baseball, and he has not been hurt. So it's been a great. You've already you're already on your way to getting the return on investment because he was going. Yeah, I remember I took him 165. Okay. In, this was in January, though, so people were already like, oh, he'll be hurt for sure, and it's a different type of draft than the one you'll do in March, but, you know, that's been great returns for me, and that's, like, one of the only positives on that team because I drafted Victor Reyes, 197th. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stanton, the last two weeks, he had a nice little, like, 13-14 game hit streak going. He didn't really get another hit until today in the series that they had rolling, but he's been nice, you know. He's absolutely murdering the ball. He's batting near 300 and people will say it's a matter of time before he's hurt but he's healthy right now he's one of the few guys that are healthy and then you know we had some postponed games today so if you're in a head-to-head league that may have fucked you a little bit so uh hoo, hoo, hoo. a lot going on that definitely did fuck me kenta maeda not pitching all i pitched four guys today three of them that did start couldn't get a win and then, of course, Maeda gets postponed. I, could, I needed one win out of four starts. Of course, nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
And that included Alcantara, Mike Miner. I mean, some decent starters, but that's how it goes, right? Relievers get the wins these days, not starters. Yeah, it's been it's been rough. I was lucky I was able to pick up Nick Pavetta, got me a win. I was also able to pick up uh, Herman, who did not get a win, but he got uh, he went six and a third. He gave up a home run to Schwarber there in the seventh, but that's okay. He uh, he did what I needed to do, but it, was, it just wasn't enough in my head-to-head leagues. I'm losing in every one of them this week. Well, what's up, everybody? Everybody's here. Ryan's here. Jasper Springer is in the house. Jasper's a new follower of the show this week. He lives right over in Indiana, Goshen, Indiana. Good to see you, my friends. Uh, what do you got for us? If you guys got questions, pop them in the live stream. We'll talk about them. What are your conundrums? Are you looking to pick up players? Are you looking to drop somebody? Is it time to make that move? Do it all right here live in the comments, and we'll talk about it. And, of course, you can follow the show, Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's, on Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube channel. Utah which you can always sub anytime you want, and we would love to have you aboard. That's where you get the most out of this show, you know, being live. This show, more than the other two shows during the week on Wednesday and Friday, you need to have kind of more of an instant reaction and make these moves. Although, if you have a daily league, you know, this won't be as pressing. But for those of you that are playing in weekly pickup leagues that kind of make moves on Sunday nights, this is definitely the show for you. But it's all actionable information. We're going to talk about team schedules, streamers, Two-star pitchers, all that stuff right here. But just remember. It absolutely can happen. And people (laughs) will go on the IL probably during this 55-minute podcast. And this song pretty much sums up how I feel right now. Oh, that's gorgeous. How I feel right now. Just endless, endless injuries. Yeah, especially in weekly leagues. It's been really, really frustrating in weekly leagues. And I, I go into my Sunday fabs, and I'm looking at my team. I'm like, man, i got like nine guys hurt. Like, I can't hold on to all these guys either, especially when you don't have mega 50, you know, man rosters. If you got like a 30-man roster, you just can't hang on to these guys forever. No, you cannot. That's true. But there is hope. There are people actually on the mend. Uh, Luke Voigt will probably be back. Could be back tomorrow. Uh, worst case scenario, probably Tuesday. So that's good news if you've been... Obviously, you drafted Luke Voigt. You weren't going to drop him unless you were in a really tight, shallow league, like a 10-team league. It's possible you would have let him go. But that's good news. Uh, Anthony Rendon's getting closer to coming back, so that's something to keep your eyes on. And some guys came back from the IL this weekend, including Chris Paddock today. He threw three innings. Didn't give up any earned runs, so that's good news. Uh, He had a little bit of a high whip, but that's okay. The fact that he goes three innings and doesn't give up any runs (laughs) is a positive start, right? Yeah, absolutely. So... I think there is hope still, even though I was feeling a little bummed out. So I'm going I'm to try to be hopeful on the show and give you guys the positivity you're looking for here. Uh, Johnny Cueto and Yadi Molina also came back, so they're available. Yadi Molina was looking really good before he got hurt. He's an old man. He's 38 years old. He's a catcher, but uh, he provided value, and I don't expect you'll get the same value you were getting from him, but in this chaos world where catchers are platooning more than ever and they're going on the IL, having someone like Molina, if he's healthy, could actually be a benefit. He's been really good. I mean, it's amazing at his height and age. He may not give you what Buster Posey is giving you right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's a top he a 10 year player off. right now. Yeah, yeah he took it. Oh, the, he the, took it. the power's back. He had a, just a missile to right field yesterday. Yeah, but the power is down in MLB, so how come the power's back for him? What's going on? Well, I mean, yeah, the power's down. It's mainly because no one's even putting the ball in play. It's just like 
strikeout after strikeout. What was really can, like weird to me is Barrios goes <laughs> against the Tigers yesterday. He didn't strike out anybody. He goes six innings, doesn't strike out anybody. The Tigers are going to like set a major league record for strikeouts. Barrios goes up against them. I'm like, man, we're talking eight, 10 strikeouts. Struck out nobody. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty bogus. That is very bogus, in fact. Uh, it is Cease Week, like Chaz Sample says here. Chaz, what's up? Chaz is all the way from Alaska. Good to have you here. We have Alaskan community members. Isn't that cool? All across North America. We got Canada. We got Alaska. I mean, we got we got overseas, too. We got the Brits. We got Mr. The guy in Ireland the other day that you had on. Yeah. Was, Phil Goyette from Rotofanatic. Yeah. Yes. Phil Check that show it's out crazy. if you missed it. It was a lot of fun. This is uh, a worldly game. And Phil's from Michigan, so it was like uh, it was cool to. Ah, he grew up in Michigan. He played lacrosse in uh, Fenton, actually. So he played against Heartland and some of the lacrosse oh, teams in the uh, Kensington Valley Conference back in the day. Up in the sticks. That's right. That's right. Uh, Ryan says, "I just discovered the new minor league team called the Trash Pandas, and I don't know if that's real or not. I'm oh, gonna it's need real. More... It's been a couple it years. I think I think it's been two years they've been rolling with this team." Holy shit balls. <laughs> wow. That is mind minor information. These minor league team names are fun. Damn! I had no idea. There were, yeah, the minor league's great. It's so great to have the minor leagues back. That's one positive. We should really... In fact, I'm actually more excited about minor league ball. I've been watching a lot more highlights, and it just feels good to have it back. And they're crushing the ball there. There's a lot of players that are... Looks like they're playing with the old Major League Baseball. This is something <laughs> I brought up yesterday. Okay. My, you know, the minors did switch in 2019 to the... Major League Ball, at least a AAA, right? I remember that. It was a fact. That is a fact. But it looks like they've stuck with that ball, at least in AAA, because in Durham, Wander Franco's crushing the ball. C.J. Abrams is crushing the ball today. So there's a lot of fun excitement in the minor leagues. If, in case you get depressed about your Major League team, you can always go. And then we have a, you know, Tigers are about as depressing as it gets. So minor leagues are more fun. The Mudheads look amazing. It's going to be fun because we're going to see a lot of these guys from the minors coming up here in the next two, three weeks to, you know, maybe early June, mid-June, which a lot of these teams are going to need these players with the injuries that are going on. It's it's crazy. <laughs> oh, and Ryan verifies the Rocket City Trash Pandas, double A. Rocket City. Where is Rocket City? That's weird because Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy is a trash panda. Weird. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I wonder if they did it on purpose. Uh, at any rate, let's talk about who has the best schedules this week in terms of hitting and pitching. So, first off, you always want to try to get seven games out of your players if you can. This week, the Cincinnati Reds are a team that are popping up in a lot of articles because they're facing Pittsburgh for three. And then they're off to Coors for four Ooh. on a four-game weekend series against Colorado in Coors Field as summer is approaching. Cincinnati offense in cores, that's a lock. I mean, you're playing all those guys all weekend long. Am I, am I wrong? You are not wrong. I didn't think so. And then, of course, the Rockies themselves have seven games this week. They have San Diego for three and Cincinnati for four, like we said. And that's all at cores. So that's seven games of cores field offense all week long. It's going to be good news for those Rocky bats. Uh, not so great news for the pitching. Uh, Herman Marquez. What did he do today? I didn't check in. I know he, he actually today. threw a quality start today. He got back wow. to basics after that disaster earlier in the week against the Giants where he gave up a billion runs and lasted only like two-thirds of an inning. It was awful. It was so awful. He killed. It was, uh, what's his name? Does a great job on Twitter. He's been on the show before, He's a, and I'm in leagues with him. Uh, Matty Wood. Matty Wood. Follow Matty Wood on Twitter. He posts all the percentages that 
pitchers get played usually in main event leagues. And apparently mm. Herman Marquez was played in 100% of main event leagues, which is the biggest. It's on NFBC.com. For those of you that don't know, it's like the most... It costs $1,700 to get a team in, and the overall prize is like $150,000 for the overall champ. And in all the leagues, somebody started Herman Marquez on that awful start against the Giants. So. I mean, this is what he does. He'll put together like two, three really good starts, and then he'll have a start where he'll just give up like nine runs. It's, it's oh, God, it's he's such a frustrating pitcher. He's got a lot of talent, but, oh, man, I think he's one well, in they, five right now. Yeah, there was some accusations that he was not feeling well maybe i don't know if he got the covid vaccine or what had happened but he was like noticeably uh wiping his nose a lot on that start so we <laughs> i don't know if there was anything after the fact but always keep in mind sometimes bad things happen because people just aren't feeling well it does happen all right then the houston astros have seven games this week three against the angels four against texas that's good news that's all at home in minute Maid park so if you're looking to stream hitters, you got the Reds, the Rockies, the Astros. Those are all positives. And then as far as any other teams, you know, it becomes a little more murky after that. But the Yankees do have six games today, this week, and they're taking on three against Baltimore and three against Tampa. So It's a late it's schedule good. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a boring one. Yeah, real boring. So take take the day off. Good. It'll be a good uh, day to get away from baseball on a Monday. It is Mother's Day. A happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there, of course. Mothers! We're shouting all the mothers out there. There's a lot of them. Created a lot of you that are watching this show right now. And created, of course, me and Deary. Congratulations to our mothers. Well done. Thank you for that. Uh, you're right, Deary. Tomorrow we have one, two, three, four, five, six games on the schedule, and they're all evening affairs. So, yeah, it'll be a lighter, sparse day. If you're frustrated, do your fab bids. Get all your work done tonight. Take Monday off, just like Deary said. That's some good advice. Take a day off to uh, breathe. Yeah, you know, let it just chill out. So, uh, yeah, as far as hitter matchups, there you go. Those are the best of the bunch in terms of streamers. So, let's talk starter, two-start pitchers first. Uh, this week, some of the two starts that are obvious and you're going to play, you'll play. So, you don't need to question that. You know, Freddie Peralta pretty much a must start he's going up against st louis and atlanta now those are good offenses but freddie's been so good what would you do there deary i'd probably start him his, la his last start was uh, i think he gave up five runs i think it was on maybe wednesday or thursday so he didn't look too hot that week but uh he's, he's been pretty good if he can just stay away from the walks i mean he's a high strikeout guy and brewers are playing pretty good ball right now so i'd say both those starts he probably gives up three or less wow well the cardinals have really been a outstanding offense this year that everybody seems to be hitting in that lineup and it looks like uh arenado you know we haven't really talked about like hey how has arenado been since the trade you know people said that his offense would go down people were less interested because he wasn't gonna be hitting in cores anymore but you know on the year he's solid but he's not like cores mind-blowing numbers five home runs 22 ribbies 343 obp it's not like world beaters by any means he's hitting 280 so he basically looks like a guy that left cores and is not quite getting the benefit of cores on the regular but it's still a good player yeah yeah i think he's probably putting up the numbers that most people thought he would i mean it's not going to be the batting 320 and hitting 45 bombs like you might do in, in colorado but he's been serviceable he looks like he's on pace for 100 rbis 25 home runs Yep, no doubt about it. That's fair. Uh, our buddy Jasper says, I sent an offer for Dylan Cease in a keeper league. C Paddock. I assume Cease for Paddock. Uh, boy, I, 
I think I'd rather have Cease. I know maybe that's playing the favorite right now, but Cease looks like he's growing into a breakout possible season. And, well, I don't know, Paddock. I don't. What do you think of this, Deary? I'm really kind of torn on this. There's so much inconsistency with Paddock. I mean, Dylan Cease's last two starts, no runs given up, 20 strikeouts. Great start against Cincinnati and then also a good start against Detroit. So he's sure. he's the hot name right now. I mean, Paddock has just been inconsistent. He had an awful year last year and you know came off that rookie year where he was phenomenal in the first half and then kind of fell apart in the second half. So I think I like Cease a little more. We, we got to see more consistency out of Paddock right now. Yeah, I hate to play the favor right now and be that guy, but right now, it's. I think I would take Cease. He's got four pitches that he can use. He's got a better pitch mix. Paddock doesn't really seem to be developing a third pitch like we wanted him to, and the velo concerns have gone up and down. I know he was injured, so maybe he's got something to work out, but there's also been some stuff I've read about attitude issues with him and that he's just never going to change. And if that's the case, then you don't want a guy like Paddock on your keeper league team if he's not going to grow with you as a human along the ride for this wonderful experience of humanity. Paddock's only pitched into the sixth inning once this year, and his strikeouts are way down. I mean, three strikeouts, three strikeouts, four strikeouts, seven strikeouts last week against Milwaukee, but it's or a couple weeks ago against Milwaukee because he was injured, but it has yeah. not looked very good. The, the strikeouts aren't there. He's given up a lot of hits and a lot of runs. This is genius. Look at this. Ryan says breakout season. That's got to be a T-shirt. How is that not a T-shirt right now? Make sure you go to the White Sox Twitter, hit them up, breakout season. Make sure you trademark it first. Get your money's worth, Ryan. (laughs) Well done. That's fucking great. That's perfect. We should make sure it's like that. Maybe we could. Can we do that? Or would the White Sox sue us? Can we talk about players that we don't have any relationship with? I don't know how that works. I don't know a lot about things. I really don't. I've never been sued, so I don't know. Copyright infringement. I got sued by my landlord in 1999 because we kind of fucked up the house and we yeah, owed more than the security deposit. So, yeah, it's right around the time I was doing the same thing. 2000, 2001. You're you, you can't come back to this apartment. OK. <laughs> yeah, we. OK. Uh, one of our good. friends. I don't know why he did that. He decided to take one of those magic eight balls, break it and then oh. shake it all over the house. That stuff does not come out. Whatever that <laughs> juice is in the magic eight balls, it doesn't come out of a carpet. It doesn't come out of anything. You're not supposed to bust those open. Well, he was depressed. I think he was having issues. It's, oh, okay. I understand. But uh, it still, it really cost us. We lost that case, of course. Uh, all right, you're not here for lawsuits. You're here for the two-star pitchers. Uh, we covered Freddie Peralta. St. Louis and Atlanta, kind of a tall order, but Deary says he'd go for it. So there's Deary's two cents. Uh, I would be a little suspect, depending on if you're playing a head-to-head league or points league and how things are going. And if it's not weekly lineup settings, you know, maybe give him a shot against St. Louis at home in Miller Park. And if it doesn't go well, then maybe pull the plug. You have to do all this context-based adjustments along the way. But if it's a weekly league, I actually think I might sit him. But if pitching is so bad sometimes and you don't have it, and if you got injured players, you have no choice, then you got to do what you got to do. Atlanta's a mystery, too. They'll, they'll go like a doubleheader where they won't score any runs, and then they'll put up like 11 runs the next game. So it's, they're such a mystery to me. It's true. That's true. Oh, there's tons uh, of panic last night. Did you see when Acuna got hit? I'm like, oh, here we go. DL's happening. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's starting tonight. He is. He's in the lineup right now, leading off, because that's what he does. He's been hit twice. He's been hit twice on, like, the wrist or the hand over the last three weeks, and he's not missed – maybe missed one game from the previous hit by pitch. But that's it. He's he's a miracle, man. He's incredible. Yeah, I had to sit him today and – uh Hopefully he does not put up the two RBIs I need to tie in my weekly head-to-head league. 
No, it's already over. That You said, uh, congratulations, Mick Pavetta helped you out. I went against Nick Pavetta in my home league, and it cost me. So congratulations to Gofo, kicking my ass. And then he just traded. Check out this trade real quick. So he's beating my ass, and he looks to be one of the favorites this year to take down my home league. He's a former multi-time champ, but he hasn't won in about six years. He traded. This is head-to-head, five-by-five categories with OBP instead of average. And he gave up Liam Hendricks, closer for the White Sox, for Dylan Moore and Jorge Soler. What do you think of that? <laughs> I mean, so Hendricks has been has been weird. I think he has six saves on the year, uh, but he's been giving up home runs. I think he's given up three home runs, and he's blown a couple saves. Dylan Moore is starting to come around, but he's been absolutely atrocious this year. And Soler, the power just hasn't been there. I mean, people Two are expecting – last I checked. Yeah, people are expecting 40 home runs again, and I stayed away from him. I traded Soler in the offseason. I wanted nothing to do with Dylan Moore. Uh, how's he looking with the rest of his bullpen? Is he okay without uh, Hendricks? Yeah, he had other closers because he beat me in saves this week, so he'll be fine. So he had the luxury of trading him. But I think what you're doing there is you're trading a closer in a head-to-head saves league, which Mm -hmm. has like varying value depending on week-to-week who you're going up against. Yeah. But Jorge Soler is not going to hit two home runs all year. So what he's doing is buying low. It's very, very smart. Dylan Moore buying low as well. That's a To me, that's a great trade. That's how you win a league. You give up on a guy that's highly touted as a closer, but you get the guys that are struggling who are definitely going to pre- return a positive investment for you down the road because they're not going to be this bad forever. They're just not. Yeah, I mean, he picked up two bats. Dylan Moore does have six stolen bases. His walk rate is up. He's going to strike out a ton. That's going to happen. But he's not going to bat 152 all year. His BABIP's sitting at 200 right now. Like, that's going to boost up a little bit. I, I really like how the Mariners are playing. The Mariners are playing well. They're going to continue to give him every opportunity. He's got eligibility all over the field. And, you know, same thing with the Royals. Royals are in first place. I, there's no way Soler ends up hitting, what, 10, 12 home runs on the year. So, you know, if you can afford to give up Hendricks, you're getting two bats that should be able to help you out in several different categories. So it's a it's a savvy move. That one is long gone. Alex wants to know, Tyler Molly has a two-start week at Pittsburgh and Colorado, as we covered earlier in the show with their schedule. Still a must-start in a 10-team Roto League? Uh, well, I mean, the first one for sure. And the second one, people have succeeded in Coors this year. They've made it happen. Coors, the banquet beer. They have succeeded in Coors with quality starts if they're good enough. John Gray's had a really solid season, actually, Mm -hmm. all year long. So, you know, the Rockies, they're not as formidable as you would think. They have the boost of Coors, but they strike out a ton and really are hit or miss. But they've had... A recent offensive surge, so I'd be mm. a little concerned. Um, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Blackman's starting to come around a little bit for them after a really bad first month. And and Tyler Molly uh, has been incredible until his last start against the Cubs where he gave up six runs. Before that, he was really, really impressive. His, his ERA was, I think, sitting at about one and a half until he gave up nine hits and six earned against the Cubs. I think in a 10-team league, I would look elsewhere, to be honest with you. See if there's a better two-start pitcher with better matchups. Because in 10-team leagues, you have that... I would think you have the option because there's just going to be a shallower yeah, pool of players that are on rosters. There's got to be some good streams out there in a 10-person league. Stream, 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 stream. Uh, 
team. That's a good song. We should do that. Uh, yeah, what about Alex Wood? Is he available in your 10-team league? He's got Texas and Pittsburgh this week. That sounds really juicy. Texas at home in San Francisco. I guarantee he throws a good start. And then at Pittsburgh. Who, Pittsburgh is feisty enough. You might be surprised if you actually look at their numbers, but it's still Pittsburgh. Uh, I would th- consider Kyle Gibson if he's available. He's going against San Francisco on the road and then at Houston. And Kyle Gibson's been incredible. He continues to just be the man. We were wrong on this one. Yeah. I <laughs> I wish we had picked him up in my tag team league a couple weeks ago. He would have really helped us out here. And we need pitching help. Man, we are, we are really struggling. Uh, Adbert Azale is another one I'll give you. Adbert Azale. I bet, I guarantee Azale is available in your 10-team league because I picked him up in a 15-team league last week. So mm-hmm. he's got Cleveland and Detroit this week. They're both Ooh. on the road. Both on the road, but who cares where it's at? Because it's Cleveland and Detroit, two of the worst offenses I could think of. Yeah, those offenses have been absolutely terrible. And Alizé's been pretty good his last few starts. It's kind yes. of a rocky beginning, and a lot of people did like him. But last couple starts, only only two uh, earned runs in both those matchups, seven Ks, six strikeouts. He pitched into the sixth and into the fifth against the Dodgers. So he, he's looked pretty pretty good. Walks are down, starting to strike some guys out. So he's a guy who, who has been pretty consistent. I, I think people were kind of out early on. He had two kind of rough starts against Milwaukee to start. But his last three starts, pretty solid. I think that's my guy. That's my play. That's my, like... Hey, he's not the most obvious play, but he's been pretty damn good, and he might be available in a lot of different type of leagues. I think that's my play for the week, Albert Azale. He's been fantastic, and he's going to continue to be good. I think he's on his way. He's on his way. He's growing, and I like him a lot. So that's my call there. Uh, there's other options in different types of leagues, depending. Real quickly, uh, Mad Bum. It's got Miami and Washington, both at home this week in Arizona. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi has got Oakland and the Angels at home in Boston. Brady Singer's got Detroit and then at Chicago with the White Sox. Mm. So, And Matthew Boyd will be back this week after he's skipped a turn of the rotation with knee tendonitis issues. He's got the Royals and the Cubs as of now, both at home. Any interest in Matthew Boyd? Royals and Cubs at home. No. Okay, great, cool. All right, I mean, one, you're not gonna if if it's a wins league, you're not gonna get a win out of him, and I, I don't I don't see him going even if he does look healthy, going six or seven in that first matchup against the Royals. Uh, Chad Sample is he's just continually asking about Luke Void. He's got to know the truth. I drafted him with my fiftieth pick. Well, Chaz, the truth is Luke Void is a badass, and he's if he's healthy, he's gonna crush a shitload of home runs. So definitely don't drop him or anything. Play him. And then enjoy the return on investment because he's in a good lineup too. The Yankees are they're starting to get things yeah. going, I feel like. They're picking it up a little bit. And Luke Voigt, when he's healthy, man, what he did last year was, you know, crazy as fuck. Short ass sample season. But he had twenty two home runs in sixty games. But that's the kind of power he really has. Well, the good news is he's coming back and pretty much everybody is healthy right now on that team. Uh, LeMay, who hasn't really lived up to his value. Glaber Torres has been able to get on base, finally hit his first home run today, smashed one 415 feet, but Judge has been healthy, Stanton has been healthy, and you're going to slot Luke Voigt like, right in that lineup. Move Gary Sanchez way down that lineup because you don't need him anymore. So Voigt is going to be a really, really nice addition for any teams that hold on to him. Well, Sanchez, it's over, man. I mean, he's just not it's playing. Gross. Higgy's playing three, four times a week now. How many times did Sanchez play this week? Like twice, maybe. Yeah, I'll double check. But he he played today. He had he had uh, 
two guys on. He was up to bat. He was really battling in this at bat, but the pitcher had made like four consecutive mistakes where there were fastballs right down the middle of the plate. And Sanchez was just following him off. But like these were balls that he should have been putting in the upper deck at, at Yankee Stadium. And then he ends up striking out on just like an inside pitch that was clearly a ball. It's just, it's strikeout or nothing. You can't even get home runs from him. He's got three home runs. So I, 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 it's at a point where he he's rotating with, with Higgy, but I think Higgy might end up getting all of the, you know, the play right now. And Higgy's a better defensive catcher as well. Gary played three times this week. Okay. And they had a full week of games with Houston and Washington. So that's he's basically splitting time at best. But he did hit a home run on Friday night. So it is yeah. only hit this week. That is correct. Yes. He otherwise was one for eight. But he had a few walks in there, too. His OBP is rock solid. So his OBP is much higher than his average. So if you're in OBP league, it's not as bad. But if he's not playing every day, he's not helping you. But there's also a billion catchers that are not playing or partly playing. Francisco <laughs> Mejia went on the IL this weekend. So now Mike Zanino might get all the run in Tampa. You want to pick up Zanino. Think about that. Just a little random tidbit if you're looking for catcher help. And that's a bat that's going to give you power. He's going to strike out and bat 210. But he's one of one of the few catchers that has like 20-plus home run power. Alex says that Higashioka also homeward off Scherzer. It's his job now. There's a declaration of fact. Wow. I like it, Alex. Bring in the heat. I will say, Scherzer did strike out, what, 14 Yankees, though? That was pretty damn good. And they still lost the game somehow. Yeah. But it shows that he still got it, so that's good news. I like that because I believed he could still have a lot of high K volume this year, and it looks like Mm -hmm. as long as he's healthy, that will still happen. Uh, okay, so we'll move on from two-star pitchers. That's pretty much it. A uh, couple of other quick ones that I like. Luis Garcia of the Houston Astros. He's sneaky. Even against the Yankees squad, which is heating up this past week, he struck out eight and four and two-thirds. That guy's got some good lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Fresh lettuce. Booger lettuce or weed. You ever play that game? Remember that game? <laughs> it's a great it's a classic. One. It's a great great game. What is that? It's a booger? Booger, no. lettuce, it's lettuce, or weed. Oh, is that weed? Yes. What is it? I haven't played it in a long time. We're overdue for a game. Uh, you need a shitty house to live in, though, if you're going to play that game. Like a question, not like a total dump, but a kind of a shoot hole. JT Brubaker has got Cincinnati and San Francisco this week. I love him, but he's probably owned in a lot of places. Uh, Ryan, you're borrowed. You're are, the borrow. Gi- are the Giants playing every team this week? Every like every single yes. two-start pitcher you've talked about is playing the Giants. That's true. Uh, well, people are playing the Giants. You're right. Kyle, Kyle Gibson of Texas. And then it looks like they're playing Texas and Pittsburgh this week. So that would make sense. Pittsburgh's doing the West Coast trip, heading out. No, they're not doing a West Coast trip. I'm an idiot. Never mind. I don't, I'm losing my train of thought here. Ryan Yarbrough's got the Yankees and the Mets. So if you want to do a big apple double dip with Ryan Yarbrough, who, I don't know, he kind of miffs me. I, I get confused. I don't know what to make of him at times, but he does get some wins. And then there is Denelson Lamette. He's at back. Colorado. He's back. Pick up your and shares against now. against St. Louis. Yeah. We Is it for Col- real? Colorado and St. Louis. Is this for real? I don't know, man. No. I mean, come on. He, he's pitched what? What did he pitch the other day? Two innings? Two innings. <sighs> Two innings against Pittsburgh. Gave up four hits. No strikeouts. Hey, do you know this guy, Chris? Chris? What Travis is Bennett. On? Oh, he knows you. Going on? <laughs> uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Milk what do you mean you don't know? Come on. I, I you know. Know. You're I, lying. I don't know Travis Bennett. 
Oh, well, he says, what's good, my baby boy? <laughs> I told you I would tune creepy. in. Oh He's tuning God. in. What my legs were literally shaking on? from the back rib you gave me last week. <laughs> you were definitely worth the $50. What the hell is going Yeah, I don't know what's going on That's here. my wife. I hate giving any type of back rub or foot rub. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. <laughs> You're looking wow, for uh, Chris Deary, the journalist that lives in Canada. <laughs> hey, now, says Ryan. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Jasper wants to know, I have... Alejandro Kirk on all three of my teams this year, I'm hurting at catcher. Oh, that's just a general comment. Yes, you would be hurting at catcher. Mike Zanino, cheap pickup. He's probably going to play every day now if there's no Mejia, based on what I know. He's officially on the IL. So Yeah, another guy you can find uh, you can find out there is uh, Jan Gomes for the Nationals. He, uh, he's oh! got three home runs in the last couple of weeks. Uh, didn't, strike, didn't strike out uh, too many times. Only struck out three times. He's a guy who can give you a little bit of pop uh, in a lineup that's pretty good. There's going to be guys on base when he comes out. Comes up Great to bat, ball. so he, he's a guy who could certainly be available. I got a fab bid in him in for him tonight because I am just destroyed at catcher. Mejia, Denard, like you name a catcher, and he is injured on my team. Well done, well done. That's a great point. Yeah, I saw Gomes was on a roll here the other day. I was like, oh shit, young Gomes sighting. He can do that. He can get hot, make things happen. All right, so let's talk uh, relief pitchers real quickly. Uh, oh. Uh, you got Diego Castillo goes on the IL for Tampa. Pete Fairbanks was brought off the IL. So Pete Fairbanks is in play, but they also use Jeffrey Springs. It's always kind of a mess. We know how Tampa rolls, but these are guys who could give you saves. And if you're desperate for saves, Peter Fairbanks, Jeffrey Springs. I'll even throw Hunter Strickland in there, who's pitched pretty well for Tampa so far. Back from the dead, back from the great beyond. Yeah, it's a carousel out there. I picked up Fairbanks in a couple leagues. I also had him on my IL, and he came back. He pitched the eighth the other day. Uh, I think they were down when he came in, but I, you never know. They're, n- they're not going to be a team that really commits to a closer. It seems like they had committed to Castillo, but now he's gone down. They're going to play the matchups and do what the Rays do, but there is some value. There's some guys that can certainly give you a nice strikeout rates and maybe pick up a save here or there. Alex in the live stream says, I've got a $45 plus bid in for Garver in my 10-team two-catcher league with some cheap backups for Dom Nunez and Gomes. Those are, you're fully organized, Alex. That's well done. Garver's been, he's hitting the ball a little harder and looking like he could be slowly getting back to a little bit of that 2019 form. And Dom Nunez is a cheap way to hit home runs. He's got seven games this week, and if he plays four or five Mm -hmm. of those in Coors Field, I guarantee he'll hit at least one home run, maybe two. (laughs) That's a good pull right there. Yeah. Good stuff. You're on the right track, Alex. But, uh, yeah, as far as relievers, you know, it's the same old tale. We're looking and throwing darts because there's so many options. I think I read in, uh, you know, rotafanatic.com, and I got to do a better job of this on the Sunday show of hyping this stuff up. Mike Carter does his closing remarks every Sunday, and it covers every damn bullpen in the (laughs) league in detail. So he's giving you everything you need to know. And I believe at the start of his article this week little teaser 83 players have gotten a save now wow in in major league baseball so that's nuts i mean who uh, yeah <laughs> well this was as of uh, saturday night when he wrote the article 83 different pitchers with saves have gotten saves yeah well, I mean, yeah, you look at a guy like, you know, Hector Neris, who has six saves for the Phillies, but he's been so up and down. He threw like 48 pitches the other day, Oh, geez. somehow walked away with the save, ended up pitching uh, almost two innings. They brought him in, in the eighth. He got out of the eighth, went to a full count, I think, with every single batter. 
Then they gave him a couple days off, came back, I think, three, four days later, and they gave up two earned runs and a home run and a blow in the game against Atlanta. Uh, that Philly bullpen's interesting because I don't think Neris is going to be able to hold on to this job. He's a guy who comes in, he gives up hits every single time he comes in, and he, he like, really works the count with guys and, you know, those – you know, his pitch count just keeps rising and rising. Uh, so keep an eye on what goes on with Philly. There's, you know, Coonrods over there. They also got uh, Alvarado, who I think has the best stuff. He just can't hone it and seems to throw too many balls. Um, so, so keep an eye on what goes on there in Philly, because I'm not sure Neris is going to be able to hold on to this job forever. Great stuff. Good points there. Check out Mike Carter's closing remarks in full if you want to get a breakdown of every single bullpen in Major League Baseball. It's all there at rotofanatic.com. And Dave Funnel's infirmary report gives you a breakdown of every single injury on all 30 teams. You need to know who's injured and who's coming back, and you need to know who's going to get the saves or holds in all 30 bullpens. Rotofanatic.com. All right, we've got a bunch of questions here lined up. Jay Bird wants to know, is Joey Votto a drop in NFBC leagues? Um, it would depend how big it is. A uh, 12-team? Yes. 15 team maybe uh i don't it's a thumb issue that's never good right he could be out for a while and even if he comes back i know he's a veteran he's savvy but who's to say what we're going to get when he does come back yeah he's going to be 38 uh at some point near the end of the summer early fall the batting average is not there it hasn't been there last four or five years what he's always been able to do is have a high obp you know he's one of like the career leaders in like walk percentage which is nuts but his walk percentage hasn't been very good this year striking out a little more than he usually does he does have five home runs which is encouraging you know he was on pace to get double digits but he has not been healthy the last couple of years so uh it's probably a drop depending on, you know, what else you have on your team and, uh, you know, who else you could possibly stream out there. He was crushing the shit out of the ball. All of his stat cast page looked mostly in the red, like elite. He was really hitting it hard. It was just a matter of getting the ball elevated enough to make it worth your while. So he started to do that, and I think there was a breakout brewing, which is a just a damn shame that he got injured because I think in that lineup, there was a lot of possibility for run production overall. So it's a, it's a sad day, Jay Bird. Jay, we feel for you. Uh, looks like you're a Braves fan, though, so at least your team's good in real life. We're Tigers fans here, and the, our life sucks. So, 15-team uh, auction championship? Yeah, I might... Uh, if you have a bench that could support just him, if you don't have other injured players that you're holding on to in a 15-team league like that, I think Vada would be worth holding on to for a little bit because corner infielders can be hard to come by at times mm -hmm. as well. But if you have other injured players, I don't know, like Strasburgs or other players that you don't want to drop that are filling up your roster, then I would say drop them. That's fair. Uh, Sam Jacobowitz in the house. Good to see you, Sam. Been a minute. I sort of overpaid for Luis Castillo just because there aren't any pitching options in my league, and I wanted one. He paid draft value. I traded Tim Anderson for him. I do believe Castillo will turn it around. You give up one of the best shortstops in baseball who can steal and hit for power and average for a guy who is lost right now. <laughs> what do you think of that? Anderson an or Castillo? Who would you rather have, dude? It's Tim Anderson all day. Yeah, Castillo was a wreck again yesterday. Just home runs, walks, his uh, his velocity is down, which has been killing him because he can't throw his fastball as much. He's throwing his fastball 46% of the time right now. Obviously, he has an excellent changeup, which he's thrown 37% of the time, but he's not getting those strikeouts that he had gotten you know, in previous years. He's been an absolute disaster. I, I believe he comes back a little bit. There's no way it can continue to be this bad. 
Um, you know, and depending, you know, on the rest of your roster construction, you know, you know, maybe you're hurting at pitching and you're trying to jump on a guy who's going to, who's going to be able to turn it around. But I, I love Tim Anderson, top of the lineup with the White Sox. He's a five cat guy. Um, so in your case, I really hope Castillo turns around. I have no shares of Castillo, but I am a fan of him. I know plenty of people that own him and it's just been a mess here. He was really good in 19 and 20. And, uh, I, I hope it starts to turn around here for him. Well, Sam does say his career number shows he gets off to slow starts, especially in April and early May. So that's fair. I mean, he's not going to be this bad forever unless he's actually hurt or there's something that we don't know about. Otherwise, he'll probably figure it out at some point. So, But I just wouldn't give up Tim Anderson. I love Tim Anderson Mm -hmm. for so many reasons. When he's healthy, he can do it all like he did last night. And by the way, Jay Bird is a Tigers fan. He lives in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, dear. Look at we found another Michigander. Welcome, Jay. He likes the Tigers. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! Wow. It's great to find you guys. If you're new to the show like Jay is, make sure you sub this channel, click the dingy bell for notifications. We go live three times a week, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Every Sunday night, we do this fab show at 7 p.m. Eastern time for 50 minutes or so, and we answer all your questions. We give you guys opportunities. We give you information. We try to share as much as we can about streamers and fab bids and waiver wire pickups and who's got the best schedule. So we're here for you, and it's great to grow and learn from all of you. Thank you so much for being here. Sub our channel, Plotzo Podcast, two L's, and I think it's two Z's. Utah. It is. Give me two. If you're up in the UP, are you closer to Milwaukee or Detroit? Yeah, I guess that would depend where he is in the UP. If he's on the eastern part, probably. The UP is so far away. You know, I've never been to the UP. Lived in Michigan 40 years. I've never crossed over and, and gone to the UP. Really? Yeah. I think I have. The old Upper Peninsula. I think the only time I did is when uh, I needed to get pills, and I drove all the way around from Green Bay down to Detroit to pick up my pills, and I came back to Milwaukee. I think that's the only time I ever did that. But I, you're right. Otherwise, I never went to the UP. So. What were you doing in Milwaukee? I was working that job. I was working for Genzabar. Genzabar. Anybody know Genzabar out there? Zanzibar. <laughs> yeah, not Zanzibar. Genzabar. Uh, but Jacobowitz says, let's go back to the show here. He also sold high in Otani. That's ridiculous. That was a mistake. You should not sell high in Otani because he's an MVP candidate. Unless it him? was the pitcher. You got to know what you got for him. Trent Grisham and Sonny Gray. So you got a two for one. I just wouldn't do that. Otani gives you everything. We're talking the hitter. I assume we're talking the hitter Mm -hmm. because not the pitcher. I'm not talking about the pitcher. God, the pitcher, though, is so, like, tantalizing. If he could just figure out not to walk, guys. Oh, okay. Sault Ste. Marie. So not too too crazy. Thank you, Jay Bird. Yeah, but I I just wouldn't do that. I love Otani, and he's going to give you steals. 30-30 seasons really in play. I really think that. So we'll see. I guess uh, we'll find out, Sam. Sam, I don't think you're a fool for doing it at all. I'm just saying, personally, I would not trade Otani, the hitter. He is a stud, and the MVP season is kind of happening before our eyes. Right now, he is, isn't he, like, probably the MVP of the American League, or is there someone I'm missing? I mean, Trout's uh, good, but Trout does what Trout J- does. J.D. Martinez has slowed down a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, shit, I think Otani, it's going to be really hard to, like, take that that MVP belt from him, especially if he continues to pitch and like, he hasn't been giving up a lot of runs pitching. He's just been walking a lot of guys, but he's also striking guys out. Like he's going to have some pretty magical starts over the summer for sure, because he's got unbelievable stuff. Good points. Good points. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad it was the hitter and I'm glad 
that you decided to make your own moves. I think everybody should do what they think is best for their team because we don't, don't always know I, the context. I, I think it's a decent trade. You're going to get some some stolen bases from Grisham. I'm just kind of looking at Grisham's stats right now. He's got six stolen bases, batting close to 300. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sonny Gray, who's just now coming back, uh, has looked pretty good so far. And, and you know what you're going to get from Sonny Gray? The last couple of years has been really good since he went over to Cincinnati. So, I mean, it's a two-for-one. So, I, I don't think it's a terrible trade at all. I think you're going to get value. As long as these guys stay healthy, I think you're going to get value coming back to you. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. All right, this is live, the Plotso Podcast on a Sunday evening doing the Fabulous Fab Show. We're talking waiver wire streamers and more. We talked to start pitchers. Uh, we briefly touched on relievers. Real quickly, I just want to cover any of these guys of interest to you. Mr. Rogers of the San Francisco Giants. Jake McGee's actually started to stink it up a bit, which uh, I kind of lost track of. But Mr. Rogers, Tyler Rogers, that is, has been really good. Would you rather... Would you make the move for Rodgers, Deary, or do you think McGee will see this through because he was so good early on? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, the Giants are in this race. They're going to be in this race, and it's going to be going back and forth. Yeah. How, old is, how old is Jake McGee now? He's got to be like 33. I'll verify that, but he's he's older. He's an elder okay. statesman. Now, the, the, the big thing, the, the, my question with Rodgers, Rodgers is 30 years old. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys, which you know is concerning for a guy who's going to be on the back end of the bullpen. A cur- Career 7.30 K per nine. That is not very good for a guy who's going to be back into the bullpen. Now, you're not looking for him to be in a Roldish Chapman. He's certainly been serviceable so far this season. He's ground ball percentage is amazing, 67%. So you want to certainly see that. And, you know, through 19 and a third innings, I think he's given up two runs, which is really, really good. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, it might be just kind of a shakeup where they go back and forth between the two. Yeah, uh, I mean, Jake Jake McGee has done this before and he's been really solid before, but he's kind of been, you know, out of the mix the last few years, but he's back. So keep it keep an eye on. I, th- I think it's a nice speculative pickup. Uh, certainly, you know, they might just be going with the hot hand. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a terrible pickup, but I, I, I can't really figure out which one of those guys that they're going to go with, you know, down the stretch here. Ryan says he's a sub. Now, I don't know how you guys say this. Submariner, submariner, because there's this. Well, there's the submariner. He's like a comic book character. So I don't know. I, I've heard it. Oh, ways, okay. So. But submariner, that's how we would say it when we were growing up. I completely agree, Deary. Ryan says he's a submariner, basically though, which I guess is a negative thing. Is that bad? Is that bogus? Is that uncool? Um, he can still get the job done. If anything, it baffles hitters or. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it serves right up in that low spot where people like it. So it no, you hate you hate playing those guys like an MLB the show because like you never see them and then you see me like what the hell this guy's like throwing right at me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that does give you kind of a realistic perspective of it. Uh, Jay Bird wants to know: Okay, Tigers, Grossman or Badu? Question mark. <laughs> it's not even a question. I mean, Grossman's playing great. Yeah, yeah. he's stealing bags. He's hitting homers. He's getting Grossman's, opportunities. Yeah. Grossman, Grossman's done this before. He's, he's starting to, the, the last week and a half, he's starting to put together the, the season on why the Tigers picked him up for two years. They thought, okay, this guy's a leadoff guy. He's going to be able to get on base. He's got some steal potential. I think he's got six steals on the, on the year. He's been really good. Akil Badu, they're, they're, they're just stuck with him now. He's been an absolute mess. 
And uh, we were excited for a couple weeks, but he's certainly come back to earth and maybe even below earth. He's like living down in hell right now. Uh, Robbie Grossman's a really nice pickup. If, if you can find him in a league, I think he's a good pickup. And the Tigers have been able to score. They did score 20-some-odd runs against the Red Sox in that three-game series. They picked it up this week a little bit. They did. They beat the Twins. You know, The Twins are, hey, Twins, you only get so much time before you can turn your season around, and then it actually looks like a lost season. Your, your clock's ticking, and your bullpen is fucking you hardcore right now. So come on, get it together. I want, I'm rooting for the Twins. I, I don't know. I want them to do well. I mean, Yeah, the, the bullpen's a mess. Well. They, they went out and, you know, Picked up, uh, you know, Colome, picked up Hansel Robles. Colome's now Robles been, is on the brink as the closer now. He could be the guy. It's Yeah, it's been a mess. And this has been their big issue the last few years. Obviously, Kenta Maeda hasn't been very good either. Uh, Barrios started out really well, and he's kind of been hit or miss the last, last few weeks. Michael Pineda's been really good for him. So that's 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 been uh, really good. But, you know, Byron Buxton's having, like, an amazing season, and now he's on the DL. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, Ryan says, Govia, you need to get the Coach Orgeron go Tigers soundbite. That we do. You're right. Even though Orgeron. he means the LSU Tigers. You're right. Tigers. Always make sure uh, you cover your mouth when you cough. Don't forget that. He did that during COVID. He was very helpful. Thanks, Coach O. He's a good guy. I will get that podcast dropped. Guaranteed, Ryan, by the next episode, it will be done. All right, we're running out of time here, so I want to cover a few more things before we go. Uh, Robles is in play as a possible closer in Minnesota, so that's not a joke it's actually worth a quick flyer of a couple bucks if it's really cheap or if it's just a waiver wire pickup and you got somebody you can drop take a chance on robles uh, blake trinan got a save for the dodgers saturday night i always like trinan more than Corey canable in terms of supplanting mm-hmm. mr jansen in la so consider making a move on trinan it's worth a shot if he could do it cheaply and then colorado's a mess uh arizona's a mess <laughs> both of those situations i don't have an answer for do you have an answer for either of those bullpens no, I don't, I don't. Especially Arizona, it's like, all right, Stephen Crichton's the guy, and then like he doesn't pitch in like five consecutive days, and it's like, okay, so get rid of him. It's, it's, yeah, that, that, there's, it's there. There's probably like ten to thirteen bullpens where you just have no idea who they're going with, and you know, guys are just getting blown up. It's, there's very few bullpens where it's like, okay, ninth inning, Aroldis Chapman's coming in, Liam Hendricks is coming in, and then of course the injuries are just like, it's just nuts. Yep. Yeah, Kevin Ginkle, another guy who I really liked. I picked him up, and then he didn't pitch in like six days. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, and the one time he did pitch, he got murdered. Yes, yeah, so Ginkle yeah. has been a big disappointment. So many bullpen disappointments. This past week, there was guys that we all count on that destroyed us. Lou Trevino got destroyed in yep. one outing. Yeah. Josh Stomont got destroyed in that one <laughs> outing earlier this week. Just huge blowups that destroy your ratios, and it... It sucks. It just it's seems making, like uh... it's making Craig Kimbrell look like a guy that is someone that you might want to go out and trade for because he's he's been dependable and you know he's he's gonna you know close the, the door here in the back end yeah. of the bullpen for the Cubs. I'm trying to get a trade put together. I, I have a decent bullpen, but I'm just trying to boost up my saves a little bit more because I mean I do have Liam Hendricks and, and Chapman, but it's it's been weird. Like they don't always like. The White Sox keep murdering people in this last week, so it's like Hendricks isn't getting the opportunity. The yeah. Cubs seem to play in a lot of really close games. They're a 500 ball club, and Kimbrell's been great, and he's got great strikeout ability right now. That makes sense, and I'm actually down with that. The only question I have is, what if the party ends, and then you're like, shit, I'm stuck with this guy. I thought we are going to have some stability, and then that falls apart. I'm not saying that will happen. You just have to take your life in your own hands 
hands when you make these choices. They're up to you guys in the end. And if you want to take that risk, it's still a risk because Kimbrell is great right now, but he could fall apart just like any one of these damn relievers. I don't think, I mean, <laughs> Ian, Ian Kennedy, Ian Kennedy leads the American League in saves. He's just not a reliable pitcher, though, but that's not, not going to last. He's got seven, eight saves. He's got 10, I think. He's got 10 saves. It's stupid. Christ. Yeah. It just can't last. It can't last. I'm not buying that. It will last. But enjoy it while it can and sell at the right time. That's how you win your league. Sell high when it's right after you get a lot of value out of it and then buy low on players like we talked about at the beginning of the show with that Solaire and Dylan Moore trade. Buy low on these guys. They can't hit 200 all year. They can't hit one home run all year. It's just not going <laughs> to happen. Those are the basic law of averages. All right, let's talk hitters real quick before we get out of here. Um, Rowdy Telez is getting a lot of run. People are getting excited about Rowdy. He's back up with the big league squad. Uh, any interest in Mr. Telez on that Blue Jays mm. squad? See, is he getting all the run right now at first base? Because like, uh, I saw Springer went back to the DL. Hey, what a shocker. George Springer back on the IL. It's hard to believe that something like that would happen, but it's true. Yes, so it Rowdy's true. getting some DH then. Yeah, Roddy's played the last three games. He hit a home run today, two for four against Houston in a loss. So they need to bat him like right behind Gritchick, who's been really good. They should bat him sixth because you know who's been absolutely garbage this year is Caven Biggio. <gasps> he did hit a home run over the weekend, though. I'm just saying yeah, he, he did get on base, I think, four times on Saturday, but he 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 has been a mess. It's been a strikeout machine. Uh, Brian K makes it in right before the show ends. Brian, thank you for being here. One of our, you know, our go-to. This guy's a hardcore fan of Plazo Podcast as there ever was. He said, the dude still hasn't cooled off. I'm debating if I should get an Adolis Garcia tattoo on my lower spine. <laughs> I think you should. I absolutely think you should. Right now. Do it. Right? No, get a, you need to get a tattoo of Adolis Garcia's biceps. <laughs> Ryan These says, biceps Brian. <laughs> These biceps are insane. <laughs> they are. I've never, seen, I've never seen anything like it. You're still amazed by his roided out biceps. I also think the part. I also think the party is going to end very soon. Don't be a party pooper, though, dearie. Come on. <laughs> uh, Ryan says Brian K. Hit up Chris. He'll give you a back massage before the tap. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This is becoming part of the show now, yeah. dearie. Come on so. down. <laughs> oh, did I bust hit another one today? He's got nine total. That's oh, all I know. Wow. Brian K. is loving it. I would sell high on that one. I just, I mean, I guess he could have a, a first half of just 20 home runs. And you're like, wow, because with all the power outages we've seen around baseball, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to dismiss what he's doing. But I agree with you. At some point, it'll just be strikeout fest. It'll go the yeah. Akil Badu route. Yeah. Yeah. Which, no offense to Akil Badu. We love Akil Badu here. Everybody knows that. But I, I don't think that batting average can stick, you know, at 275. I think that comes back down to more of like a 230 to 240. But, He's got power. I mean, the guy, if, if he can get the run to be in an everyday lineup, there's not, it's at this point, it doesn't seem like many guys are going to hit 30 home runs. And Adalas Garcia is well on his way to doing that. Very good. Very so good. If you can, li- if you can live with the strikeouts, because those are going to be there. Yeah. That's your call, guys. You have to live with yourselves every day. Uh, that's it. We got to wrap up the show. I got to do another show called the First Day Podcast. It's about mental health and addiction and stuff. And it's really good for you. But, we will be back on Wednesday. We have a... Wait, what day is this? Uh, the 9th. That's right. Not this week. No guests this week. I think we're back to just you and me this week. But okay. we will have Alex Fast. He's going to be on the Spalzo podcast the week after next. Friday? Oh, the week after. Uh, yeah, the May 19th show, I believe. So All right. That's going to be, be fun. Exciting. It will be, be fun. Great. We've never had Alex on the Plaza pod, so it'll that's be a milestone be a, for us. That's going to be a long show. <laughs> 
It certainly is, and I'm sure we'll have a few laughs. We'll learn a few things about baseball and ourselves, and we'll probably talk about the Baltimore Orioles. But in the okay. meantime, we've got plenty of content for you. Don't forget to go to rotofanatic.com, read Closing Remarks. It's all about every single bullpen, and the infirmary report covers every injury on every team and who's coming back. If you're new to the show today, like Jay Bird, thank you so much. Get, we got to know a fellow Michigander like Jay. Subscribe and hit the bell and be part of this three times a week, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We do every show. We try to do it roughly around 7 p.m. each show, but sometimes it varies on the Friday show. But usually Sundays and Wednesdays, we do it at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we're always there for you guys. You got questions, Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com is the email. You can also DM us on Twitter, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give That's me two. where we are on Facebook and, of course, this YouTube channel that you're watching right now. Deary is at C. Deary 1999. Deary as in dearly beloved, not as in the hoofed, antlered animal that crashes into your car once or twice a year. And I'm at MJ Govia, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R, on Twitter. Is that about cover, Deary? Yeah, we're good to go. I'm excited for Wednesday. Woohoo! All right, great. Everybody, best of luck with all your bids, all your waiver wires, all your streamers this week, and we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. Until then, Plaza Podcast. Keep your head up. Boop, 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 boop. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprises on our side. <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.